What is the significance of the gunky jar? All of the gunk, which they remove, all the debris, the dead skin, the cells, which they remove from your skin during the treatment is captured in this illuminated gunky jar. And it's a real <laughs> proof point that this service actually works. The proof is in the gunk. You believe this symbolizes what's changing in the whole beauty industry. Welcome back to Lead the Team with number one best-selling author and in-demand corporate trainer, Ben Fanning. On this podcast, the world's most innovative senior leaders share their top success strategies to motivate your direct reports, cultivate your top leaders, and accelerate your career. Let's get started. Here's Ben. Hey there, Lead the Team Nation. Welcome back to another great episode. Today, I have for you Andrew Stanilek, who is President and Chief Executive Officer of Beauty Health, a category-creating company at the intersection of beauty, aesthetics, wellness, and health that is transforming the professional beauty and skincare experience. Andrew is from a small fishing village in Devon, England, and has led some of the biggest and fastest rising beauty and fashion brands, working in nine countries over his 25-plus year career. He played a key role in L'Oreal's expansion in Eastern Europe, led Coach's growth in Southeast Asia, and he drove the turnaround of Cody Americas, especially the relaunch of CoverGirl and as CEO of the Kylie Jenner beauty business. Now as CEO of the beauty health company, NASDAQ, ticker symbol SKIN, S-K-I-N, love that. Andrew is building a multi-brand tech-driven beauty platform with a rocket ship brand, Hydrofacial, as its hero which is present in 90 countries, delivers 3 million treatments a year and behind Beauty Health's 41% revenue growth in 2022. Andrew, welcome to the show. Ben, thanks very much for having me on the podcast. So let's start out with something that I was I was going through some of your keynote presentations and I got to experience firsthand. What is the significance of the gunky jar? Ah, uh, the gunky jar. Well, that's our proof point of the service. So when you experience a hydrofacial like you did last week, mm-hmm. in essence, there's four steps to the treatment. There's a cleansing, an extraction, a hydration, and then this booster, which we do, which is unique and personalized. And all of the gunk, which they remove, all the debris, the dead skin, the cells, which they remove from your skin during the treatment is captured in this illuminated gunky jar. And it's a real proof point that this service actually works. And actually, it's become quite a sensation on social media with its own hashtag, gunky junkie. And people post it all the time, all over the world about their experience. Yeah, I mean... It's disgusting to see that, but you know it worked, right? Absolutely. The proof is in the gunk. You made a point of highlighting this in some of your leadership presentations because I was reading through the transcripts, and you were really indicating, hey, this is a substantial change in the industry. And to be honest, that's what I thought it was all about, too. It's about looking good, looking your best, and not telling everybody how hard you're working at it behind the scenes. Uh, and and in your and your comments uh, and, and that I read, it sounded like you're really marking this as a big change in the industry. What's that change, and and what's going on for leaders in that? Yeah, I mean, Ben, I've been in the industry as you said over 25 years, and throughout that period, I've seen such a dramatic change. When I first 
started my career. I think there was probably one vision of beauty globally, which is a very white European ideal. Uh, and I think, you know, what we've seen over the years, and particularly accelerated in the last five years, and as we've come out of the pandemic, is just a, a lot more realism and authenticity ah, okay. from brands, mm -hmm. from consumers, from influencers. Uh, and, I, you know, that is very much in line with uh, beauty health. And we believe that everyone deserves to feel good about themselves. Uh, and we, you know, we work with purpose. You know, we don't just make great products, we build confidence. And I think that's the cornerstone of Hydrofacial and what we're doing here at Beauty Health. But I also think that's reflected in the industry. I think people no longer want to accept a one size sort of cookie cutter approach mm. to beauty. Everyone wants to really appear to be the best version of themselves and celebrate that. And uh, we couldn't support that more at Beauty Health. Yeah, I love it. And a couple of things. So, so for the listeners, if you have picked up on it by now, I had my first facial, hydro, and it's specifically hydrofacial, but ne never had other facial before that. And it was a really cool experience. And first of all, that, that gunky jar kind of wigged me out a little bit, but I'm glad I saw I did not take a picture of it like a lot of people are doing right now. <laughs> well, the second one, maybe I will do that. But a funny moment was like, yeah, she's like, yeah, we, we have all these customized, uh, I believe it was like, is it step four that's moisturizing? It's customized to the correct. That's right. right. And then she's like, yeah, we have this, this, this. And then she mentioned the JLo, uh, Jennifer Lopez thing that you can get. But she's like, no, no. I was like, well, I definitely want to get JLo. And she's like, no, no, for your skin, I recommend essentially it was like super duper hydrating, uh, which I probably needed. And I went with that. But I, I got a, I got a good chuckle out of. She didn't say I was ready for J Lo's experience. Um, well, Ben, you're glowing, uh, so <laughs> I'm glad to see it worked. And the proof, of course, was in the gunky jar. But you know, the the mm -hmm. the, the very unique uh, and what I really drew me to beauty health and hydrofacial is this mm -hmm. unique ability of this just a simple four step treatment over 30 minutes, uh, and you know, it's a you know, cleansing mild extraction, hydration, and the fourth step, which you referenced, is where they add a booster, which is a little file of okay. super serum, which we're able to customize and personalize to your skin. Uh, and that's unique to our brand. And rather like Keurig coffee, you know, have their own Keurig, own brand coffee, mm. but then they partner with Dunkin' or Starbucks, etc. It's exactly the same with our boosters. We have our own hydrofacial branded boosters, but then we're able to partner with many other brands, the best in the world, in Dr. Babor, Jayla, you mentioned, Dior, Murad, and many others. So we're able to, through that process, personalize and customize in a very unique way to every consumer. And it's just such a great service, uh, hydrofacial. You know, you, you have it monthly, four steps, 30 minutes, the best skin of your life. It's not invasive, but it is all it does mm -hmm. work, you know, it has efficacy. Uh, we have clinical studies to prove how it delivers, you know, more hydrated skin, mm -hmm. helps the aging process, et cetera. So uh, it, you know, there's really not much to dislike about it. Moreover, uh, you know, men are a growing part of our business. You know, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. So what, all right, let's talk about think, the men out there doing it. Well, it, it's broader than men. I think what we've seen is a, a real destigmatization of hmm. beauty and aesthetics in the last few years. Uh and I, you know, just more and more uh, men getting into the category, especially this service, because there's no needles, it doesn't hurt, there's no pain, just all Thank game. you for that. 
Um, it was painless. I can vouch for that. And you know, as I've spoken to bef- uh, before, you know, I think you're just seeing uh, consumers feel a lot more comfortable talking about the various treatments and tweakments which they're having. You know, I often joke I was at a dinner party in New York a few months ago and someone in excruciating detail uh, talked to me about uh, some microneedling morphosate treatment which they just had on their backside. Uh, and they talked to me and told me about it as if they were just talking about another new yoga class they've been to. And I think it's just talks is one example of how, how people are much more comfortable. It's out yeah. there. It's all friend. It's a new authenticity. And I, I really welcome that, uh, that conversation. Well, I have heard that the industry got a huge boost from Zoom and the pandemic. Did you guys see that? This is this is all what I've heard. Again, it's not based on research that I've seen. But okay, he so for the listeners, Andrew's nodding his head. So how how is how was the pandemic and the the zooming and remote working impacted your your business? No, no doubt that uh, our business and aesthetics and skincare um, has absolutely um, benefited and continues to from the move to hybrid working. I think all of us. Mm-hmm. Every day, working this in hybrid environment, we're upfront and personal with our uh, face every day, uh, like it or not. In my case, uh, and it, it's just you know, it's just fuel the belief of people to you know take more attention to their skin. Our face has become like it or not our digital business card. So people have been in, you know, investing in their skin health through hydrofacial or other uh, treatments and services, uh, so they can look their best. Uh, on Zoom, and I think this is here to stay and and here to continue, and you know, that has, of course, been what's fueling our growth here at uh, Beauty Health with Hydrofacial. Do you feel pressure as the president and CEO to always look your best? Like, do you ever just like go out in the morning and you're like, man, I hope I don't run into any like yeah, the, the paparazzi, so to speak, or what? How, how is it being? You know, you know, projecting a presidential CEO image for this this great company, skin oh, company. Well, Ben, uh, yeah, you see what I look like. There's absolutely no pressure uh, for me <laughs> you to look great. Uh, you're like a, look, you're a perfect skin. Would, you know, I you know I believe with our you know in our purpose, and hopefully, I live and role modeling. We hmm. you know we all feel that we can be the best version of ourselves, and everyone diverse to you know feel confident in their own skin and whatever that. Uh, you know, that feeling is for you. That's what we support here. So uh, I do, uh, I am fortunate enough to be able to invest in regular hydrofacials here with the team and test new products. And of course, uh, I hope my skin and skin health benefits for that. But we're a, re- we're a really uh, authentic company. You know, we're a new company, just two years old. We want to uh, encourage all our employees, wherever they are in the world, to bring their full authentic, authentic self to the office every day. Uh, we've got wonderful uh, values here at Beauty Health. They actually spell out one team, the acronym, and that's how we really live and like to show up every day. Uh, in I an saw that W O N W O N team. Yes, yeah. Uh, so you talked about well, uh, before you got on because y'all, I'm he's normally an East Coast guy, but he's on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast, so he's up pretty early. And I was like, man, I'm sorry to get you up here so early. He's like, Ben, I've already woken up, done everything, been to the gym, and now I'm at work. I'm like, wow. It's, so that's, that is super. So what is your daily routine like? 
Yeah, that's a great question. Well, you know, as you mentioned, I, I grew up in England, Devon, in England to be exact, in a small fishing village. So uh, I think that always instilled in me uh, this um, ability to get up very early in the mornings. I'm a morning person. Uh, I'm typically up by about half past five in the morning and right. try and get to the gym maybe three days a week. Uh, but put time aside to, you know, think and get some coffee. And uh, before, you know, my family uh, get up, I have three beautiful sons. Um, yeah, that's I think that's really important. I find mm -hmm. that uh, running any company, uh, whatever level is, is obviously um, very intense these days and comes with its only levels of stress. Uh, and I, for me, it's important to really invest in uh, going, you know, exercise. It's uh, I find that really uh, helps set mm. me up for, you know, the intense periods ahead and helps me build resilience. So on your workout, trainer or no trainer, and you do more cardio or weights or how do you orient it? Yeah, I'm. I mix it up a bit, which I think is very important. But uh, I'm. I typically go to Orange Theory uh, okay. classes okay. two or three times a week, uh, and then mix that up with a, a run around the park. So, uh, you know, I, I try and balance out the, the right. cardio, the weights. When you say the park, do you mean uh, Central, Central park? park? Yeah, nice. I live. The Jack Unassis uh, Reservoir. You run that? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we saw the upper so, west side years ago, and I remember running that. That's that's gorgeous. But I live, I, we live it by coastal life because uh, my family and sons are are in New York. Uh, but then I spend half the month here in Long Beach, uh, which is the spiritual home uh, of Beauty Health and Hydrant mm -hmm. Facials, where our original founders come through, and we're really proud to have our you know, factory distribution center and office here, along with R and D. So. Uh, I split my half my month here when I'm not traveling on the road. Wow, you are all you're all time zones in the U.S. at least, and coast to coast. Now, I can spend a lot of time just keep chatting about all this, but I want to make sure we dig into your background because a lot of things come up for me. Number one, um, you, I mean, like when I look through the the companies you have worked for, I mean, good grief, they're huge huge beauty health organizations uh just going from cody coach i mean luxury i mean just l'oreal just so many different you know these these huge global organizations and here you are you leave all that to go and dive into an upstart you know smaller company and it sounds like things are working out <laughs> really well so far but at the time you don't know that you've kind of gone from, I'll say more, a more proven entity and you could have just ridden your career out there, you know, doing that, you know, yet you make the jump. What was it that compelled you to uh, make that jump? Thanks, Ben. I mean, that's a great question. And you're right. I've had the real privilege um, to work for some of the biggest and, and, and best beauty companies and luxury companies uh, in the world. And I'm very grateful for those experiences. Uh, it's obviously, I've had the opportunity to work in nine countries across four continents, seven years in Asia, which I think has really helped me uh, develop as a person and throughout my career. Um, I turned 50 a year or two ago, and that was a, a real uh, point of inflection and reflection for me. And um, during that time, uh, I was seeking the opportunity to run a public company but somewhere where I could 
deeply connect with its purpose, but also join it at a time where I could personally shape not just the business strategy, but the culture uh, and to build a brand and a culture. And, you know, there aren't so many opportunities to do that in a company which is public, uh, which has a fantastic board like Beauty Health with a really very talented and brilliant chairman in the form of Brent Saunders. And, um, you know, once I, you know, met Brent and discovered more about Beauty Health and Hydrofacial, this catching and creating uh, service of ours. It's something I really wanted to be part of. So um, in the end, it was a relatively easy decision because I wanted to take all of those experiences I'd gained from having this uniquely international career at these incredible schools of beauty and luxury and then be able to bring that with me to build out Beauty Health. And it's our vision, mm. of course, to make Beauty Health into a multi-brand uh, um, you know, world leading platform in the beauty health space. Today, we've got Hydrofacial. We have a product for hair and scalp called Caravive and a microneedling device called Skin Stylus. But in, in future, and we're well capitalized, you want to add additional products and services to that portfolio. So it's just a really exciting journey, which we're on. I couldn't be more happier to be here at Beauty Health. So it was the it was the siren of the smaller company where you could have a bigger impact because you're working in some huge companies before, and you, you could probably impact it for your team. But it's, I mean, how, how yeah, it's it sounds like a fresh start and a chance to build something bigger. Yeah, and I think what really uh, spurred my interest was that whilst I was leading the Americas at Cody, which is a very significant size business, I also had the opportunity to be. CEO of Kylie Jenner's beauty business and also oversaw Kim Kardashian's beauty business for Cody. And they're very small and agile uh, D2C mm. first businesses within a large organization. And I think really I got a real taste for running small and agile businesses there and, and you know really appreciate the speed at which uh, Chris, Kylie and Kim and the family work. And you know, really learned a lot during that uh, Period and you know, really now, of course, bringing in a lot what I've learned along with my previous experience here at Beauty Health. Want to boost your productivity and decision making? Get vital insights from each episode delivered directly to your inbox. A great resource whether you've listened to the episode or not. Go to benfanning.com/slash insight. So it begs the question: what in the world is it like working with? global celebrities. We already yeah, talked I about mean, JLo. We talked about Kardashians, Jenner. I mean, th these names are, these are names or brands or families around the globe. What's it like? Working well, with and for me, I've personally learned so much over my career, uh, working with celebrities, of course, particularly, um, Chris, Kylie and Kim, because we were so intimately involved in working on the business together. And you really understand, you know, the power of influence mm. uh, when you've got, you know, like Kylie has, you know, in excess of 300 million followers on Instagram alone, the level of influence, uh, which that brings is incredible. Uh, and the reach, uh, but combined with, you know, these are very talented individuals, uh, understanding the product, business, mm. media influence. Uh, so it was very exciting to work with them. I learned a lot, uh, which of course I can apply now as I really build out the hydrofacial brand here at Beauty Health. And so what's the secret to working well and collaborating well with big celebrities? 
Oh, I don't think there's any difference between working with, you know, big celebrities or other executives or, or other teams I've worked. I think it's really important, whatever you do, to you know bring a level of authenticity, be your real self, uh, whoever you're you know interacting with, to really listen generously to different opinions. Uh, you know, the best ideas can come from everywhere. I think thirdly, it's just important to make impact, make a difference and 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 deliver results. And ultimately, it doesn't matter if you're working with celebrities, with executives or other teams. Uh, that's, I think, just really important to, to make impact in a positive manner. I love it. It sounds like treat them like people <laughs> versus... Uh... <laughs> Absolutely. They're not just your brand because these they are their own brands. So I think Absolutely. the authenticity piece, I think, makes a lot of sense there. Now, diving into your international experience, not not every leader in the world can get international experience like you have because they're not working with brands and you've been all around. And I mean, even I mean, good grief, uh, Beauty Health is in what ninety countries. Yeah. I mean, that's that's that, that's that's. Wow. All right. So sp- imagine you're going to give advice to a leader who's never left the U.S., yet they're leading a growing company. What advice do you have for those leaders who haven't really worked in other countries, uh, but would like to learn you know, what, whatever that missing piece is? I mean, Ben, I would, I would recommend to anyone who is presented with the opportunity to work internationally to do it, to put your hand up. I mean, I've worked in a number of uh, companies, uh, countries, um, you know, some of those were, were considered the time more unusual choices. I put my hand up for Russia, for Poland, for Malaysia, for Singapore at, at times where, you know, 20 years ago, some of those countries weren't the obvious place to go and build a career. But you know, I learned really important lessons from operating uh, businesses uh, in, in those regions. And I think more, even more important were the valuable, were the insights that you get from each market about the consumer, about being fully immersed in the culture of day-to-day life and living there. Mm. Uh, and I think, you know, that's really helped me well in my career. And I continue to use those insights today at beauty health i think that's ability to really put yourself in the shoes of other team members consumers around the world i think that's really critical uh, when you run and lead an international business like i do today so i would strongly recommend uh, people to put their hand up and take that opportunity your recommendation for people haven't left and managed companies and around the world is to go go do it Get, if get some experience. Put your hand up. Now, what is one of your more memorable travel experiences uh, where you learned something? That I mean, one of my most memorable tra- uh, travel experience, you know, predates working uh, uh, formally. It was whilst I was at university. I traveled from uh, Moscow to Vladivostok on the Trans-Siberian Railway for ten days. That was a particularly memorable trip. Wow. Really. Um, I fell in love with that country and, of course, then went back to, to work for L'Oreal there for a number of years. Uh, but, you know, I've, I've, there's so many just wonderful experiences uh, across the world, in the U.S. Uh, I had the 
real privilege to travel across this country almost every week of the year and discovering new cities, meeting providers, consumers. It's so important mm. uh, to keep your ear to the ground and listen. You know, really, you get those unfiltered messages. I think what I found, mm. and I guess many executives do, the more senior you get in organizations, the more filtered, of course, the information you get. And I find often when I go down to our, our factory or distribution center or out in the field, meeting customers that I get that real raw unfiltered feedback about how we could be doing better to service our customer and our consumer. So I spend a lot of time doing that and then bring those uh, insights back to the office and really encourage, you know, my teams to get out there uh, on the, you know, in the field, on the ground. Uh, and I think that's why we've been, you know, very successful to build beauty, health and mm -hmm. hydrofacial, but really, you know, listening to consumers and translating those needs into improving our service and our customer service. You are so aligned with, it sounds like getting feedback. And I did an interview not too long ago with Troy Rice, who's the CEO of Total Wine, the largest independent uh, retailer of, of, of wines. And, you know, he's obsessed with this idea. And he got it from Home Depot with Bernie Marcus and these guys and said, hey, that all of our problems can be fixed by listening to the customer. And the frontline people who are working with a customer, like they have the answers. And it is dangerous when you're CEO because you can over-rely on your team. Like I said, people start filtering information over time. And if you're not on the road like you've been, you know, it's hard to hard to hear the real messages sometimes. So do you spend time going to the uh going to the front lines and hey, have you ever walked in to get a hydrofacial and they didn't know who you were? Uh, absolutely. We do. I do. Um, at least once a month, I try and to do a, you know, a mystery shop uh, to go in and have a hydrofacial experience at either our product or competitor products, I have to be honest, uh, Good. Uh, yeah. to understand what that is. Uh, and then many times just to go in and, and um, you know, just last week I was in Dallas meeting uh, not just our team, but providers uh, in the city to understand and learn about our, our service, our product, what we could do better, what they need. So that's really important. As mm. my uh, wife often reminds me, Ben, you know, feedback is a gift. Uh, and it's something which, you know, we, I encourage. And we have a culture here at Beauty Health through our one team and our values. We're an open company, no BS. We, we feel that feedback and good ideas can come from anywhere and anyone. Mm. And we're really trying to create a culture where, People feel empowered to speak up in a safe environment uh, and put things, real things on the table. Because, you know, as a, individuals or a company, we after all, all of work in progress. But, mm. uh, and, you know, uh, I'm as an individual, you know, no exception and nor is this company and will continue uh, to strive to do better. And I, you know, want to bring in team members, leaders who will really role model that culture. You know, we uh, one of our values is no meanies, no divas, and w we really walk the talk on that. That's something which yeah. uh, I won't tolerate, uh, nor the team. We want to create a really inclusive, mm. authentic place to work where people can show up and bring their real self. Oh man, I love that, uh, and it's not something that you would necessarily expect from a beauty powerhouse organization, but it's. Definitely will, you know, will we'll definitely probably most likely and is paying off from the bottom of the top. 
when you're open to that kind of feedback. You know, ha- have you ever gone in for like a secret shopper hydrofacial? And then afterwards, you're like, hey, I just want to tell you, thank you for the hydrofacial, but you just gave one to the CEO and president. Do you, do yeah, you no, for the quite end? frequently. Absolutely. Yeah. And did they, they ever have someone not believe you? Uh, no, they, they of <laughs> course, Google within a, a second or two. They No, uh, I can tell you, often the feedback is very good about, but often, uh, you know, be careful what you ask for. I'll leave with a, a list of follow-ups and things to work on. Uh, but again, you know, <laughs> feedback. Uh, and that makes us stronger. It's so important to get that raw, unfiltered feedback. Uh, and people, again, it's not just through, uh, you know, mystery shopper visits or meeting providers, through social media where I'm very active. People will reach out uh, via Instagram or LinkedIn directly uh, to uh, give us feedback. But it's it's all welcome, all important, and uh, it just helps us, you know, go forwards in a positive manner. Is, and I'm curious, so I can see Instagram being absolutely huge uh, for your organization because a lot of influencers are there, celebrities, um, and what you do obviously impacts confidence, but certainly impacts appearance, which is going to be Instagram. How are you seeing LinkedIn as being a great place for you guys to grow as well? Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, in terms of our social channels, of course, Instagram even Facebook's still important. Um, mm-hmm. uh, TikTok, of course, uh, and of course, search engines are critically important because people typically type facial or hydrofacial, and and they'll be linked through to one of our providers. So that's critical. LinkedIn is important as we build our uh, employee employer brand. Uh, mm-hmm. We're just mm-hmm. over two years old as a public company. Uh, Beauty Health, of course, is very new, and it's a very very competitive market for talent globally. And we want to you know, attract that very best talent uh, from many of these larger companies to come and work here. And that's how we really uh, use LinkedIn to convey news about our company, our unique culture, our one team values. Uh, and it's how we've been able, I believe, to really punch above our weight and bring in some of the best talent in the industry to help us really accelerate beauty, health, and hydrofacial, because I think what we offer as our culture is rather different to the, the cultures of the typical, uh, you know, large uh, beauty and aesthetics company. Uh, and, you know, we really live our values here in a really authentic manner. Uh, and, you know, we're a hybrid company. So it means that uh, people can work, um, you know, all over the world, all over the U.S. Uh, and uh, we get together once or twice a month in person for a really rich time together. Mm. But then outside mm-hmm. of that, we're giving employees that flexibility to work uh, wherever they are. And I think that enables us to you know, get the best talent uh, wherever they live. So that dovetails into the next question here. You have very ambitious plans to double sales, triple profit, uh, and M&A is... is is part of that. And you've, you know, that's, that's part of your updates that, that you're providing to, you know, wall street and your employees and whatnot, but how do you keep the workforce energized and working towards those goals every day, especially when you're in so many countries? I mean, you're, you're really a borderless organization, even though you're headquartered in the U S how are you doing that? I mean, firstly, Ben, it's really important to articulate a vision of success, you know, set really clear and ambitious expectations for the company. Any road will take you there if you don't know where you're going. 
So absolutely key role of myself and the executive team is to articulate that, what that vision of success looks like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then thereafter, of course, it's about revisiting our goals against KPIs every time we connect. And you get what you measure in life. Uh, so we, we really measure our progress against that, th those goals, uh, with our dashboard of KPIs each month. And then it's that constant repetition of message and communication is key. And, you know, through various different touch points, town halls, when I visit markets, mm -hmm. we also have some great technology, which we utilize internally. Uh, so we can keep up a very fluid level of communication, but repetition and communication is critical. And thirdly, it's important mm. um, to celebrate wins and progress along the journey. Uh, small wins, celebrate them, animate them. Uh, and I think, you know, finally for me, arguably, it's about empowering people to do their jobs and for me to get out the way and let them <laughs> do it. Uh, and, you know, certainly for me, I expect our leaders to meet with each other, to interact, to seek each other's counsel, you know, break down silos, leverage one another's strength and really role model that collaborative behavior that we want to see across the organization to really leave, live the, you know, the one team values, which uh, I, I articulated. One team values spelled again with W-O-N, the one, the winning one. <laughs> I love it. I'm often asked, you know, what is that one trait or traits you could instill in every employee and why I think it's important? Um, I believe in, in more and more than coming out of the pandemic. I think if I could, I've always urged, if you can have a tolerance, but hopefully a passion for change is just nowadays so critical in business and in life in general. Change is, after all, been the only constant in life these days. And we've experienced it so much of it in the last three years, living through a pandemic, embracing this flexible or hybrid work and, and witnessing you know, countless new technologies that can and will change how we do business. And, and I often say to my team, you can fight change, but it is so much more powerful, mm. artful, and frankly, enjoyable if you embrace it. Uh, and there is a quote um, which I often return to from a, a fellow Englishman called Alan Watts that I share often, which is the only way to make sense out of change is to plunge into it, to, to move with it, and in essence, join the dance. Mm -hmm. And I think that change-ready mindset requires resilience, confidence, but it really builds this emotional fortitude. And I, I really feel that passion for change will serve any employee well, as it does at Beauty Health, in fact, any business, really. So that's, uh, you know, the one uh, trait I would strongly advise to embrace. Yeah, that that's a big one. And I like what you said, when you're talking about dancing and engaging with it, just get in there with the change. And it doesn't make it make it always easy. But it gives you a plan of a, pro, a plan of attack for change. If you don't do it, you're just going to be fighting it, maybe get left behind. And so I guess that's also great. That's great advice for us as individuals, but as leaders to encourage your, your teams to dance with the change. So Andrew, thanks for coming on the show today. I mean, so many great, great insights. I cannot wait to see where beauty health, you know, goes next. Any, well, what's your parting thought for our listeners today? I mean, firstly, get out there, 
and try a hydrofacial. Uh, as I said, <laughs> four steps, 30 minutes, uh, best skin of your life. Uh, and it's, yeah. it, it's just such a wonderful treatment experience. And if it's your first step to a journey for healthier skin, more confidence, then I'll be happy with that. Thanks, Ben. It's been great to speak to you. If you're an executive at a crossroads in your career and thinking about quitting, do this before you do anything else. Head over to benfanning.com slash quit to receive a free signed copy of my number one best-selling book, The Quit Alternative, The Blueprint for Creating the Job You Love Without Quitting. You'll learn the critical questions you must answer before you make such an impactful decision. Go to benfanning.com slash quit to get this valuable resource for just the cost of shipping. Ben Fanning is a number one best-selling author, Inc. Magazine columnist, and CEO of the Fanning Group, an international consultancy and corporate training company. To learn how they can help your organization, go to benfanning.com.